You're listening to the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. So we're in the sixth chapter of Yuvamot. We're into forbidden relationships. And the Mishnah is going to pause and discuss what kind of relationships the high priest may have. What sort of relationships are permitted to the Kohen Gadol? And in order to understand this Mishnah, we need to begin by looking at a Pasuk. We need to start looking at a verse. It's from Vayikra, from the Pasha of Emor. The Pasha of Emor essentially outlines the responsibilities and the restrictions, responsibilities of the priests and the restrictions placed on them. And the Torah then starts talking about HaKohen HaGadol Me'echav, the priest who's greater than his fellows. It, it doesn't talk about the high priest, but we I think we understand this is the high priest. HaKohen HaGadol Me'echav, the priest who's greater than his fellows, on whose head the anointing oil's been poured, and who's been who's um who's filled his hand to wear the special garments. This is the high priest now. And it's very interesting, and I, I think just a little maybe it's also a bit disturbing, I think, to us that we think now about the behavior of a high priest as being needing to be impeccable vis-a-vis his people. But the Torah in the Parsha Emor ex- states that his behavior is also restricted versus his wife. So the, in other words, the identity of the, of the wife of the high priest, maybe we could, could call her the first lady, is also is, is, is subject to restriction. And the Torah goes on to say, I put dot, dot, dots, because I've skipped out a couple of verses and jumped in at verse 13. And he'll take a wife who's a virgin. That seems to be really important for the Torah. A widow or someone who's divorced. Someone who's profaned. And the, the Sifra explains that this is a woman who's had a forbidden relationship. So she's had a forbidden relationship of some kind, and then she's no longer in that relationship. But from that point, she can't marry a Kohen. We've talked a little bit about that at the beginning of the of the of the chapter. A a widow, someone divorced, or someone who's profaned, or Zona is a harlot. At Ela Lo Yikach, he shouldn't take these as a wife. Kiim Batulame Emav Yikach Isha, but a virgin of his people he shall take to wife. There seems to be something incredibly important about having a virgin as the wife of the high priest. We don't understand why, and we I think it sits uncomfortably with us now. But the Mishnah is going to go on to say, Kohen Gadol. So in the Mishnah, the high priest is called Kohen Gadol. He's not called the priest who's greater than his fellows. He's called Kohen Gadol. Loi Salmana, a, a, a high priest may not marry a widow. Whether she's a widow after, after betrothal, i.e. she was betrothed to a man who then died, or whether 
Maybe she's a widow after marriage. In other words, she got betrothed and then she got married and then her husband died. Either way, he can't marry her. And we've, I think we've spoken before about the fact that the state of betrothal is a sort of halfway house that from the moment of betrothal, um, a woman is, she's mukudeshet, she's set apart, she can't be, she, if you like, she can't, she can't have a relationship with any other man, even though she hasn't yet consummated the marriage. And then, so the Mishnah then goes on to say, Law isa et a He may not marry a bulgaret. A bulgaret is someone between the age of 12 and 12 and a half years. So she's effectively, I mean, I think nowadays we would say, look, she's halfway to puberty. Below the age of 12, she's below the age of majority completely. From the age of 12 and a half, she's in the state of bulgaret. And after 12 and a half, she's, uh, she has the age of majority completely. And the Mishnah says he can't marry a Bulgaret. And the commentators say there's something about a Bulgaret which is not completely virginal. That when the, the Torah says, Vehu, let's go back to the words of the Torah, Vehu ishabi Zuleha yikach. He shall take a wife who's a virgin. The commentators explain that as below the age of 12. And again, we find this, I mean, we find this surprising and disturbing. And I'm surprised, actually, that the commentators don't really enlarge on it. They accept it. So we were clearly looking at it in a different, kind of with a different worldview from the worldview that they, they looked at. And by the way, Rabbi Elazar, Rabbi Shimon, Machshirim Babulgaret, and Rabbi Elazar and Rabbi Shimon disagree. They permit the Bulgaret. The Mishnah then goes on. Loisa et mukat eitz. He may not marry someone who was struck by a stick. What is someone who's struck by a stick? So this is a halachic category that the Mishnah knows about. Mukat eitz, struck by a stick. So the Mishnah knows that there are women, there are girls who are virgins, but who who don't have an, an intact hymen. The hymen has, 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 has been torn in some way. And the Mishnah can't understand why, but it, it does seem to understand that this is a physical possibility. And the way the Mishnah explains it is that she was struck by a stick. And I don't think there's a suggestion that she necessarily she was physically struck I don't think anyone is talking about a physical blow here, but we're, we're talking about someone who doesn't have an intact hymen and yet is clearly, clearly hasn't had a sexual relationship. So she doesn't have an intact hymen for some other reason. And she can't marry a high priest. He may not marry someone who was struck by a stick. What, what if he went ahead? What if he, what if he went ahead and betrothed them? So now this starts to get interesting. Eras et amana. Maybe an ordinary priest betrothed a widow, which he can do. And then he's appointed as the high priest. What's he going to do? The Mishnah says, He can marry her. So this seems to be 
this seems to be an area where the Mishnah is prepared to say, look, in certain circumstances, he actually can marry. He can marry a widow. And the Mishnah is going to tell us a story. Masebi Hoshua ben Gamri. It happened that Yoshua ben Gamri, Shekidesh et Marat Marta Bat Baitus. Yehoshua ben Gamla betrothed Marta, the daughter of Baitus. Uminahu Kohen Gadol, and the king appointed him high priest. Uchanasa, and he married her. So she became the first lady. And there is a suggestion that the king appointed him high priest because he betrothed Marta. And the language is very interesting. The Bet Din doesn't appoint him as high priest. The priests don't appoint him as high priest. It says that Mishnah says, Uminahu HaMelech Liot Kohen Gadol. The king has appointed a high priest. And the Gemara makes a suggestion that perhaps this person wasn't worthy in his own right to be high priest, but his wife had agitated for that position and she obtained that position for him. But Uchanasa, but he, 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 he married her. He betrothed her before he became high priest and he married her. And then we get back into questions of Yibum. So let's think. Let's say, rather than a regular betrothal, let's say we had a Shomerit Yavam, um, the widow of a childless man. Shomerit Yavam, le Kohen Ediot. A Shomerit Yavam, so a widow of a childless man, is waiting for an ordinary priest. So her husband was a priest, and that means that her husband's brother is a priest. So she's waiting for Yibum from a priest. And what happens? Venid Manaliot Kohen Gadol. And he's appointed high priest. So we have the same situation. It's a parallel situation. It's as if he'd it's as if he betrothed her and then became appointed as high priest. Mm. But in this situation, she's a Shomerit Yavam. So she's connected to him by a bound of Yibum. She is his Zukuka, and he's appointed high priest. Now, in the case of the betrothal, the Mishnah rules, he can marry her. But in the case of the Yibum, let's well, let's keep going. Even even though he already did ma'amar, he may not marry her. There seems to be something different about this status. Something we've said already that the status of the ma'amar is not quite as strong as a regular betrothal. The ma'amar is a sort of rabbinic betrothal that the rabbis make us do because the the real, if you like, consummation of Yibum is consummation of the marriage. And the rabbis are uncomfortable about that. So they, they institute Ma'amar as a kind of rabbinic betrothal. But it's not, and it's strong enough to require a get to release it, but it seems to be not strong enough to allow a Kohen Gadol to marry, um, to marry a widow. So what do we do? Kohen Gadol Shemet Achiv, a high priest whose brother died, Choletz Velo Miyabem. He performs Chalitza, but he may not contract Yibum. If there is a duty on everybody, 
there's a duty on the brother of the deceased man, if he's childless, to raise up a son in his brother's name, but somehow it does not apply to a high priest. Kohen Gadol Shemetachiv, Choletz Velo Miyabem. A high priest whose brother died, he performs Chalitza, but he does not perform Yibum. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict.